Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Y'all already know, man. Dark mode activated. It is the Monday rundown. What is good, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Man, I saw Super Chats flying in before the show actually started. So I already know tonight it's going to get a little spicy. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's South Carolina hate week. Nobody cares about South Carolina. Nobody cares about how good uh, they've looked at times. Nobody cares about Spencer Rattler, although the boy is playing out of his mind and getting down. Y'all, we're diving into who the South Carolina Gamecocks are tonight, but then also what are three things Tennessee has to do to get this W come Saturday night? Oh, that, that felt good to say, Saturday night. Woo! Neyland Stadium at 7.30 p.m. is going to be rocking, and I cannot wait to dive in today. The boy turn will be joining with me shortly, I think. I don't know. Maybe. If not, you're going to get me tonight, and you know it's going to be a party. We love y'all. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. This is the Who Is South Carolina show live on a Monday. Let's go. What's happening? What's good, everybody? Welcome to Straight Up Tennessee tonight, man, on this Monday. Hope you had a great day. Hope that uh, you are recharged, energized, all of the things. Man, uh, if you're listening right now on YouTube, y'all know what to do, man. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell notification, man, right now so you never miss an episode. Man, we are on our way to 800 subscribers, and we're going to get that this week because I just got a feeling it's going to be a lot of spiciness coming out of these few shows that we have this week. Obviously, you know, tonight is the Who Is South Carolina. Wednesday night, we're going to have a banger show. And then, obviously, once we get to Friday, everybody's going to be jumping out of their pants, ready to watch the Tennessee Vols face off in Neyland Stadium at 7.30, man. I'm, I'm excited. If you're listening right now on Apple or Spotify, we are also glad that you are rocking with us, man. Rate this thing five stars. Let people know why they need to be rocking with the boys from straight up Tennessee. I got a special guest joining the show tonight. Um, Y'all might know him as uh, AK Turn, Turn 43, Turny McTurnertons. Uh, the boy Turn has made his appearance. So we we here in the building. So we got we to gotta bring him on. Um, I got to get the, the layout back right. Cause it's messed up. There he is. What's up, thug? <laughs> <Bye, guys. laughs> What's up, thug? <laughs> oh man, what's happening, everybody? Y'all already know it's the boys. We in the building tonight. It's gonna be a banger show, man. Who is South Carolina? We got a lot of things to run down, but 
Uh, obviously, man, it's the top of the show. We got to let you guys know about a great company called the True Tennessean. True Tennessean serves as a great merch company, man. Hats, T-shirts, you name it. They have probably produced it. They got a really dope T-shirt that says All Aboard the Hype Train. So if you haven't got it, you need to get it. Use the code. <laughs> Bro, he is. Yes, thank you. He is. <laughs> this man always doing something. <laughs> but if y'all didn't see that, Dylan Elam on YouTube says, Turner always running late. <laughs> hey, the show must go on. The show has to go on, on time, on schedule. Turn going to be there, but he do be late. But it's all good. But. Use the code straight up 10 at checkout on the true Tennessean.com. Get you something nice, man. You get a nice little discount at checkout, man. The chat was going crazy, man. We got, we got Noah James dropping a super chat at 9 30 AM when the link of the show was made. Man. Shout out to the boy, Noah James. He said, GBO. What's up boys. He's also excited to talk ball the boy dylan because we just love dylan this is why he says just here to one up noah because i'm more excited to talk ball um the boy right there little clap 300 gives ogs i want to know who this is i do too i, nope. no, I, I want to know so bad who this is bro who are you, oh my gosh somebody let me know like who who is little clout 300 because you've been rocking with us for a little minute now so <laughs> Uh, we appreciate it. And then the boy, Chris, man, can't believe you got Turner on the show. He's a hot commodity. <laughs> That's facts, man. It is. It's a hard thing to do. It's also a hard thing to do. Like, and I, I kind of fall victim to this, too, sometimes when I'll call turn and then I'll call him and then he don't call me back. It'd be some hours and then uh, I'll text him, but he'll read the text. So it'd be cool. So uh, shout out to the boy, Brady Hughes. What's up, Brady? Go big orange yes sir it's gonna be a good week man dark mode has officially been activated and that that i don't care what nobody say tennessee got the best media team in the country bro dude it's crazy bro it, it when it, they, they they turned the, they turned it over like stranger things yeah nasty. oh i was ready to run through a wall i was litty boy telling you dark mode is activated i, I a lot of people don't understand <laughs> I'm in the talking balls. I think a lot of people know a lot about the talking balls. I love the talking balls, love the content that Boogie and those guys put out because, man, they do it at a high level. Man, Boogie was able to take over talking balls fully as his full time job. And, man, it has benefited uh, a, a lot of Tennessee fans, including myself. But, brother, their Facebook group is unbelievable. If you have never joined it, go join it. Because there are some people in there who literally just need some help because sometimes I'm like, I have no idea what they talking about, who they talking about. They mad that we wearing black jerseys. I'm like, can y'all just get over yourselves? It ain't for you anyway. A jersey ain't going to win us or lose us the game, but it is going to make you feel good a little bit. As a former player, when you dripped out, you feel I I. Said used to go to church and school with y'all. Got to show that straight up Tennessee love. Shout out to you, Lil Clap 300. Who is Lil Clap 300? Oh, love you, though, bro. Tapped in with us. Appreciate you. Church oh. ain't school with y'all. They need to hit <laughs> us up on Instagram. Hit us on the ground. But, um, man, turn. Big day, big day, big day. Big week, really. Um, A lot of things that I'm excited for. 
but a lot of things that still are, like I said yesterday on the next day, bro, like I'm still a little concerned about a couple of things, but I just feel like being at home is, is going to help uh, us a whole lot into getting into SEC play. I mean, because you got to think as far as the next gauntlet of games, you got two of the toughest ones, I would think, at the crib. Obviously, you got Alabama and Alabama, but they have seemed a little suspect all year long. Like, they want to lose again. Mm -hmm. um, it don't matter if it's at home or on the road. And then um, I'm just, for some reason, I'm just never scared of Kentucky. I'm just never scared of them. I don't know what it is. And it's probably the way Florida feels about us. They're just like, yeah, we're going to beat Tennessee because it's just what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I hate saying it that way, but that's how I think that's how we feel about Kentucky. And so is Kentucky for real, man? Is Missouri for real? Missouri has snuck into the top 25 now. Like, are they for real? I know they beat MTSU on uh, Saturday only by a touchdown, uh, but they did beat number 15 at the time, Kansas State. So it's kind of like, are they for real or what? How much do we know about Man, Missouri? You know, I will, I will tell you one thing about college football this year, dude. College football is so, it's so weird this year. I feel like it's the most wide open year ever. Facts. No, I agree 100%. Man, I mean, here we go. Uh, talking about the black jerseys, Dylan says, Boomer's going to boom. The old heads may hate it, but recruits love it. And that, is all that matters. Plus, it's fire. Look good, play good. It's, it's facts. It's facts. Chris says, even when Kentucky is good, they suck. <laughs> it's true, bro. I mean, think about it. I think it was two years ago when we beat them in Lexington. They were, they were like eight and two at the time. And we beat them. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, they were supposed to be climbing and being really, really good. And we beat them in Josh Heupel's first year. Um, Alante Taylor had that pick six. I'll never forget it. It was nasty. Um, Derek, what's up, man? Derek says, got to start fast on South Carolina and pressure Spencer Rattler. We're going to dive into all of that right here in just a second. But that is a huge key to victory uh, for us, bro. Um, and then a uh, little, little clout says, I'm craving chicken all week, man. Game cock who turn that leads us perfectly into who is South Carolina, man. Um, South Carolina is 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 explosive on the offensive side of the football, um, and it starts at quarterback with Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler is, is now a four-year guy. Um, obviously, you know, he transferred out of the Lincoln-Riley offense at Oklahoma, where he struggled um, in his second year um, there because of, of a guy who won the Heisman Trophy last year was sitting behind him by the name of Caleb Williams, and um, Spencer Rattler struggled that year. Caleb Williams got the got the job and really never looked back. Transferred then to uh, USC, uh, California, but then Spencer Rattler transfers transfers to USC as in South Carolina. And um, honestly, I hate even saying what I'm about to say, but the Tennessee game last year is what I think exploded him into how he's continued to play from the end of last year to now. 100%. Um. That was the game that I think he just woke up and he got back into being that number one dual threat guy when he came out of high school. And um, he's progression. The, the way he works uh, through his progression, um, the the way he, he the way he just throws dots. I mean, every everything that leaves his hand, it feels like it's going to be right there on the bread. Um, 
But I will say this, man, South Carolina's offensive line is a struggle. They gave nine sacks up in one game to the University of North Carolina. If we get there, it is going to be a massive, massive shakeup for Rattler. Well, I mean, Dylan said it too. Rattle, Rattler is playing lots out, but his O-line is supposed to suspect. Hit him and get hit him and get shaky. Shaky. Need rather on his back as much as possible. And I think I think, man, I'm just like you know when you go watch like I watched the highlights of the game last year, and you know South Carolina versus Georgia uh, two weeks ago, and we've got to understand Spencer Rattler is a lot like Joe Milton in the aspect of he wants to throw the football. He don't want to run. Yeah. You go, you go watch all his highlights. He'll scramble and he'll get out of the pocket, but he's going to look for a throw Yeah, rather than run every time. And that's when he gets himself in trouble. So we, if we can get him out of the pocket and make him force something, mm-hmm. he'll throw picks. I mean, we've seen it. He'll throw picks. He's going to force a ball. We just got to get He's pressure. thrown two. He's thrown two this year. Uh, I think he's thrown seven touchdowns and two interceptions. Uh, Joe's thrown eight touchdowns and one interception. So um, the numbers are close. Spencer Rattler's, I think, 71% this year. Um, But again, I will tell you guys that his numbers are a little deceiving in the sense of uh, his yards. I think he's got like 1,200 yards. A lot of these have been five-yard slants that Xavier Leggett, who is a guy that we need to talk about, Xavier Leggett is a baller, okay? Uh, Juice Wells, who I don't think is going to play this game. He broke another bone in his foot against Georgia on a on a hot screen pass that he scored on. Um, and so I, I don't think Juice Wells is going to get the opportunity to go, but he torched us last year. Um, but Xavier Leggett is the guy that we need to look out for him as far as in the receiving core. And then uh, the tight end, Trey Knox, the transfer from Arkansas, is another weapon in the past game. Uh, But really, y'all, I'm telling you, it's Xavier Leggett. He is Spencer Rattler's number one guy. He's throwing him the football on an average right now. He is getting uh, an average of 9.3 targets a game. So he is going to Xavier Leggett, and I will tell you this, and I hate that I'm saying this right now, but Xavier Leggett, the way he, rem- the who he reminds me of when he touches the ball, is a guy that we that used to wear orange and white, who was one of the most explosive wide receivers that we've ever had, and that's Cordero Patterson. When he catches the ball, he could take it six every single time because he's that fast and he's big. He's six three, I think, two twenty. And, dude, he can run, man. He can run. Explosive on the outside, can can go up and get the football, very physical, but can explode once he has the ball in his hands. And so between Rattler, Knox, and Leggett, uh, the biggest thing South Carolina struggles with, obviously, when the offensive line struggles, also that, that means one thing, they can't really run the football. Um you know, no. they ran the ball okay last week. Mario Anderson is that number one guy. Then they have that guy, um, Juju McDowell, who's also kind of like an athletic guy, just kind of place him anywhere around the field. Sometimes he lines up in the slot. Sometimes he lines up uh, at running back. But other than that, um, they still got DeCarion Joyner. Um, Joyner is still there, and he's another guy that they're lining up in different positions, placing him in different places, and trying to just get him the football. But Mario Anderson got the go at running back last week, and South Carolina just struggled to run the football. And so 
what do we know about Tennessee's defense? They're, they're going to pride themselves in stopping the run. Did we do that against Florida? No, not to the second half, but you can see that it's there. And if we do that, we're going to make this this football team in South Carolina one dimensional. And that's what we need. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you, and, you, and you go back, like, you know, after I calmed down about the Florida game, one of the things I did, I went back and watched it. And, you know, like, did we miss a bunch of tackles? Absolutely. Like, absolutely. But, you know, Tim, we know Tim Banks is a high risk, high reward. Yeah. Right? And if yep. you go back and watch that game, we blitzed it. But every time we blitzed, we blitzed to the wrong side. Every time. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just it's just high risk, high reward. We were sending people trying to get in the hole, but they just – I guess it's just the luck of the draw. But they – like on that long touchdown run, Beasley came from the right side mm-hmm. and he went straight up the left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, defensively, South Carolina, not very good. Um the, the the numbers again are a little deceiving because it doesn't look as if they are as bad as they are. Um, but the biggest thing about them is that they have struggled in the secondary. They lost two NFL corners. Both guys are in the league right now. Um, and they had to replace them. They did, they do still have a senior safety. I did forget one thing offensively, they're starting a freshman left tackle. So Tyler Barron. It's time to eat. Yeah. It's time to eat. And the tight end a transfer from Arkansas, too. Yes, but he's nice. Trey Knox is nice. Yeah, he's nice. Um, But the starting starting left tackle for South Carolina is a freshman, so it's time to eat. But defensively, uh, South Carolina just – they lost a lot of talent in the back end. And I think last year you saw Jalen Hyatt um, struggle against South Carolina. You saw Cedric Tillman – struggle a little bit against South Carolina and they had a lot of talent in the back end. Well, that has kind of uh, graduated and went on and they've had to kind of rebuild in that area. Um, And and so it it kind of makes you feel like we will be able to stretch the field. I feel like there's going to be a lot of mismatches for Tennessee in the slot squirrel white. And and could this be Dante Thornton's coming out party? Could this, could this be it? I, I think he, dude. I think he's. I said it today, man. We're this close, and I mean, I'm. I'm trying not to be like I'm. I try to look I, like when I say this, I try to look at it like as a. Like a person that just likes football and not not yeah. a Tennessee fan, mm-hmm. but. As a fan looking in, like you look, you look at the first game, you look at the second game, you look at the third game, and you look at last week. Like we're this close to putting it all together. We are. Just, and man, if we can put it all together, I promise you, we're going to be. If we can, I mean, you're sitting against UTSA in that first half. If we can, if we can get Joe into a rhythm offensively, we're we're going to be unstoppable. Absolutely. Again, what did we say yesterday? The tempo has to be at an elite level, even if the play is just dive, dive, dive. Right, like it just keep it moving because by play three, they can't breathe, especially if you let's say you got four and then let's say you got five, they're like, dang, third and one man, we punch it again and then we just back on the ball, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, 
Man, but before we keep going, man, we got to hop up in the chat, man. People are going bananas right here. Little Clout says, our defense is a game changer in this matchup. I believe that. Uh, Chris says, some of the greatest moments I've witnessed in Tennessee history have been a University of South Carolina game, and we've won every time. I remember the black jerseys the first time we wore them. Michael Pilardi hits the field goal. Yep, I remember all of that, man. Little Clout says, D-line and linebackers got to put pressure on Rattler, and the DBs have to lock down the wide receivers. That's true. But the only receiver that I feel like we have to and, and we've never done this. And so I'm not expecting it to happen. But if I'm Tim Banks, I'm saying Danico Slaughter. I don't care if he lines up on the opposite side. You, you got put, him. You put him. You put you you man in him. You man and slaughter up on him. Whole game. No matter Whole game. I don't care if he's in the I don't care if he's on the sideline. You go into the sideline with him. Yeah, I don't care if he got to go pee. You're going to stand outside the stall and wait for him. Like, cool. that's where you are with 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 Leggett. It's 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 Leggett and, and, and Slaughter all night. I'm not, I'm not against that. I mean, have corners line up in the middle, and then when you see where they're at, they just go. Yeah. Talking about offense, South Carolina has just over 200 yards rushing on the year, Turner. We had more than that against UTSA. Wright and Small have more than that separately. As long as the secondary holds up, it could get ugly fast. It's very, very true. Clout agrees with Dylan. Um, oh, shout out. Okay, little Clout says shout out to Dylan, by the way. I see him in the Talking Vols streams, too. We got to get Boogie on board with the Talking Vols and straight up Tennessee collab. Hey, make it happen, man. We love to work with Boogie, man. We love to pop on the show, chop it up, do whatever, man. Y'all already know. Uh, we'll make it. We'd love to see it happen. Uh, Tennis TN Jr. says, hey, I'm game for working on Boogie as well. Dylan then says, let's do it. Uh, let's go, man. Let's do it then. Trey Knox is. He went to Blackman High School in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I remember mm -hmm. we were recruiting him hard. I think that was at the end of Pruitt's tenure, um, and I remember him signing with Pittman down there in Arkansas, and everybody was really, really pissed off about that. But um, Dylan then says, if Wright can't go, Samp should feast. Let me ask y'all this and turn chime in a little bit. Do, do you think that all of the injuries that happened Saturday, do you think that they all were held out as a precaution? Or do you think that there were some of those guys that really got nicked up? Because I'm I'm leaning on the side of like, okay, Ramel Keaton looked kind of bad, but Jalen Wright, it was kind of like. Ah, uh, bro, just sit down. You know, I I don't know where to lean when it comes to these injuries from I Saturday. Say, I would say, in and you know about the press conference earlier, um, nobody really asked about injuries except for Joe Milton. That's true. And I would say Ramel is out. I think Ramel got a concussion because if you go watch that replay, man, he he laid out, and when he came down, like his head hit so hard frontward, you could see grass. Like he had grass like on his helmet right here. Wow. And and the trainer was holding his helmet. Very true. Which Very usually true. means really usually means for uh concussion protocol. Now everybody else, I don't know. I didn't like I asked I asked somebody like while I was watching the game, I was like, where did Beasley go? Because yeah. I noticed we had Arion Carter and Elijah Herring in there, and I was like, Where did Beasley go? Like mm -hmm. and then after the game, you know, I guess he got nicked up. But they say Romel was in protocol. That's what TN Jr. says, Tennessee Jr. says. Uh, and, and then Dylan says the same thing. Beasley coming out early made me nervous, but I think it's just precautionary. Yeah, I, I think so, too. I, I mean, 
<laughs> um, I think the biggest one out of everybody is John Campbell, to be honest. That's what like, I was going to say. Him and uh, Beasley and John Campbell is like, what's going on with them? And are are they okay? Because uh, those two are massive needs. Because um, we know Cooper's playing. I was going to ask you, you think he's playing? I think he's playing. 100%. I think it's time for him to play. I don't care. I, what have I said, bro? An 85% Cooper got to go for me. I'm sorry. I mean, at this I'm point, sorry. At, he's got to get to go for at, me. At this point in the season, yes, because it's, it's do, gotten the time. It's do or die. And, and here's my thing. Here's my thing. Here, here's why Coop has to go, in my opinion. Let's just say hypothetically, well, not hypothetically, he plays the whole game against South Carolina, okay? Mm-hmm. He's going to be sore. He's going to be beat. His first action all year. But guess what? We got a bye week. So he's going to have two weeks to then rest up, heal up, treatment, get everything that you need heading into this gauntlet of A&M, Bama, Kentucky. And, and once we get into that gauntlet, then we see where he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. then you start to monitor a little bit more. Um, but what's crazy about Cooper Mays is he could come back next year. He still has one more year with the COVID year. Yeah. And, you know, little clout makes me nervous. Cooper hasn't had much contact, though. And, yeah, I get that. But, I mean, like you said, 85% Cooper, I think, needs to play. But, I mean, I, I also could see Cooper starting. And, you know, let's say let's say the offense has 60 snaps. I could see Cooper getting, like, 40 and then mm-hmm. Ollie getting maybe, like, 20. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just to give him a break and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's true, too, though, man. Uh, Dylan Elam says that we need Coop for AM for sure. That oil money got some dogs on their D-line. One of them being a guy that played at Powell High School in Knoxville, Walter Nolan. Uh, I'm still pissed about him going to AM, dude. I'm so frustrated by that. He should have been in Knoxville, bro. He should have stayed. It was weird. The whole situation was weird. He moves to, he moves to Knoxville to play high school ball at Powell for like two – was it two years or one year? Yeah, and then goes to Texas. Goes to Texas A&M. I'm strange, like, bro. Strange. Weird, man. Strange, strange, strange. But South Carolina um, also has been pretty effective in the special teams realm. Um, Tennessee special teams has to be cleaned up, brother, coming into now because I, I get it. You can say, ah, he's a freshman. He's going to make mistakes. But that might have been the dumbest thing. I Like what Cameron Seldon did Saturday trying to cover that uh, – but it reminded me of what that dummy did against on Alabama against us last year. The ball's just live, and you just go running after. It's just stupid, man. Stupid. Are you coming from Hawaii? Is this a, you co- Hawaii, right? Yeah, that's Hawaii. Alex, shout out to you, my boy. Shout out, Alex. So you coming to the game, Alex? Can't wait. Alex. Calhoun's Friday. He says he's flying out Wednesday. Wow. Come on, man. From Hawaii. Shout out. Shout out to you, man. That's going to be dope. I can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be a fun. Yeah, he said, yeah. That's really cool. That'd be awesome. That's going to be dope. Uh, Definitely a freshman move. He'll learn from it. That's what Dylan says about the Cameron Seldon thing on special teams. But for me, this has to be the game where it all comes together. And can I say that? And I, I hate to look at trends, but trends don't lie. I, can I just say that? Trends do not lie. Let's look at 2022. You beat the brakes off of Ball State. You beat the brakes off of Virginia. 
You have a tough game in game two at Pittsburgh. I get it. Pittsburgh's way better than Austin P, but it still happened. Mm-hmm. It still happened. Now, game three last year, we played Akron and beat the brakes off of them. Game three, we had a test in Florida. We didn't leave, we didn't live up to it. We got beat. We just got beat, played as bad as we could have, couldn't handle the environment, looked sloppy, and you got a sloppy result. Game four, you played Florida last year, you get the W, but you played three quarters. You mm-hmm. didn't play a full game. You played three quarters. Because can I just tell y'all that I think everybody thought Florida was going to win that game when they got the onside kick at the end of the game last year um, in Knoxville. Everybody's like, well, Tennessee lost again. Like, we knew it. You know what I mean? And we didn't play a complete game against Florida. But lo and behold, LSU, at LSU, it was the first complete game from Tennessee. And what game was it? Number five. Mm -hmm. This game is game number five on the year. But you get them at home. You get them with a lot of momentum coming off of a big win where uh, you played three and a half quarters again, right? You gave up two drives where you were like, come on, Tennessee. But after that, snap and clear, team cleaned it up. LSU was the game that I, I would say everybody feels like that was the game that turned it all around. Sure, beating Florida was like, yes, we beat Florida and now we're going to be good. But the LSU game is when it all came together. But you, even though we beat Florida last year, it's you're, you still had that, like, I mean, we beat them, but, like, it wasn't like, I mean, we looked okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, then we come at LSU game, and it's like, okay, we we might we might be the real deal. That's exactly you know I mean? how it felt. It was like, we might be the okay. Real it was like, oh, okay. And yeah. can that happen again this Saturday? That's my hope. All we have to do is put it all together. Special teams, defense, offensively, tempo, 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 defense, aggressive at the highest level we possibly can be. If we're si- if we're caught sitting on our heels Saturday, Rattler's going to eat. And it's just simple. He will. And I will say this, man, watching them against Mississippi State, he knows he's got a clock in his head of two seconds. The ball is out of his hands quick because he knows if he has it three or more, he probably getting sacked or he's going to force a football downfield. Well, yeah, and you said it. You said it, man. He he He's really good at – you know, and I, I just went back and looked at the – I watched the highlights from last year too. He, but he's really good at getting the ball in his playmaker's hands. Like, quickly. Quickly, yeah. Like like I'm looking at last year and like, uh, God, why can't I think of his name? He ate on us last year. He's not Juice, playing. Juice Wells. Half his touchdowns, three, four yards. Just little dump passes, and he just was making moves. Yeah, and you and you go watch Radler. If he if he feels pressure, he just dumps it. And yep. why? I mean, and that was him and Jaheim Bell. But Jaheim Bell transferred to Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, turn up in the chat real quick. Um, let's see, let's see right here. We can't afford. Little Cloud says we can't afford to have those kind of special teams mistakes. Going back to the Cameron Seldon thing, Derek says Beamer specialty is special teams. It's very true. Um, that's always been his thing. Uh, Tennessee Junior says best time to have that dumb stuff. Glad it didn't cost us. He'll be good to go. Talking about Cameron Seldon again. 
Um, Dylan then says, uh, we need an LSU performance Saturday night. Send the chickens back to the coop. Little Clout says, Beamer is Butch Jones 2.0. Facts. Dylan, LSU fumbled the opening kickoff. If we can force South Carolina to make a mistake early and jump on them 14-21, they won't catch up. That's true. Because the kneeling effect will be in full effect at that point. 1,000%. Full effect. I can leave at halftime to get back home. If that happens, because I'm telling you, they if they if 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 we have a start, I'm just gonna say this: if we start fast like we did on Saturday, it's it could be a long night. It could be a long night for South Carolina. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, man, and I, I'm just I was just watching it from TV. Was there a lot of people that left that UTS game, UTSA game, UTSA game third quarter? At halftime, we was up thirty-one nothing. People bounced. I was just gonna say it looked like on TV, like like the student section over there, like that whole area was like they was know. gone at halftime, bro. They was going to drink and party. They was gone. They was gone. Uh Alex says, I think so. That first half Saturday gave them a little taste of last year, clicking and in rhythm and minimized penalties. That's a hundred percent true. That was the biggest thing for me was how do we improve in the penalty realm? Like, do we allow the pre-snap mistakes? Do we allow um the bonehead? Bonehead PIs. No, um, but they did miss a PI on the ball to Caleb Webb on the sideline. Joe did underthrow it, but I've always – all I've seen is if if the guy has his back turned and doesn't make a play on the ball, it's pass interference, and they didn't call it. So I don't understand. But Lil Clout then says we have to put points on the board first and maintain the lead. Something about that, though. I don't want to maintain the lead. I don't want to play like we're playing not to lose. Mm-hmm. If we can pour it on these dudes, pour it on. I mean, they did it. They they didn't sit Spencer Rattler the whole game. They were up three scores in the fourth, and Rattler is still playing. What does that tell you? They did not care. They were trying to embarrass us, and they did. And so with that, I think if you can embarrass them again, if you can pay back, pay it forward, Beat the piss out of them. I don't care. If you can score 100, bro, score 100, please. Facts. And, I mean, it's dark mode. Like, it's going to be kneeling at night. Like, that. Like, and you got to think about some of, like, you got to think about some of these. I'm sitting here thinking about Dante Thornton. Like, you know, he said he's been super excited about, like, you know, the atmosphere at Tennessee and just, like, the football game, like, like you ain't witnessed nothing until you about to, until you run out of the T this game. Like you know what I mean. And and what he say his favorite jersey was the Black Boys. So I mean, if okay, here's your question. Here's your question. I'm all ears. Ramel Keaton is out. Or I'm not saying he's out, but if Ramel Keaton cannot go this game, yeah, who starts over there? K Webb, hundred percent. Caleb Webb, okay. I think Caleb Webb, he got enough run last week. I mean, like, did you see the snap counts? Yeah, yeah, I did. You see snap counts at PFF? Caleb Webb played like 30-something snaps, bro. Yeah, because Ramel Keaton didn't come back in the game, and Brew McCoy was gone too. Brew McCoy got Yeah, Brew Brew didn't – yeah, got nicked up. Chaz Nimrod played like 20-something snaps. It was not – like, we always hear about Tennessee's receivers, right? Mm -hmm. But even in games like that last year, none of those guys would have played. And so it does show you, like, man, they trust some of these guys. And I think Caleb Webb is good enough, man. Sure hands, catches the football with his hands. Um, 
and and is is a it can be I think a red zone nightmare at six three, you know and what it, I mean? And you, and you ask yourself like you know like that was Ramel, like Caleb Caleb Webb was Ramel last year. If yes, you think, if you think about it, because yeah, Cedric Tillman gets hurt early, and Ramel Keaton comes in and he takes advantage of it, and he's like, okay, everybody, he gets the coaches like trust, and it's like, okay, you you the dude, you the dude. Yeah. I mean, Caleb Webb is no little guy, man. He's 6'3", 198. Like, he's an SEC receiver. He's ready to play. You saw it last week on the delayed slant that he took. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't watch that play and you watch it again, you see that it's a pump to him. He delays a little seam post into the center of the field. They let it fly. He catches it all hands, man. The, 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 the DB's all on his back. He catches the football. What it shows me is the boy's sure hands, and he, he's going to get some clock, man. And if Ramel can't go, it, it's got to be Caleb Webb to me. Um, let's hop in the chat, man, again. But Tennessee Jr. says, run it up and run them the heck out of kneeling, 100%. Little Clout says, we got to get our revenge on these dorks. I'm talking about gets me pumped. I hope we hang 40-plus on them. Dylan Elam says, Josh Heupel and this locker room still feel the effect of last year's South Carolina game. Knock them down and kick them a few times while they're down there. Uh, talking about Caleb Webb, he says, Caleb Webb is a dog. Wah. And then Dylan also says about Caleb Webb, he's a quick 6-3-2 matchup nightmare. Man, he burned a couple guys last week, you yeah. know? Um, speaking of burning a couple of guys, I think we're going to connect. Again, like I said, South Carolina in the secondary is a little, little suspect uh, and I know you could say the same about Tennessee secondary, but as far as South Carolina, we're going to be able to burn them, um, whether it's Brew, whether it's K-Webb, Squirrel, Dante, whoever's out there going to get opportunities. Um, Turner, I know this is early, early in the week. Um, and one thing that we haven't really done a lot this year, but uh, we used to do it on this show. We're going to start to bring it back, man. Who scores Tennessee's first touchdown on Saturday? Yeah, I have not thought about that like one second. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. While you think about it, I do want to see. I do want to put this out though. Little Clout says, "I want to see our boy Dante have a standout game." We all do. I and I think that. Uh, oh my God, Alpha Man says Joe looks looks like Tarzan and plays <laughs> like Jane. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh god, whatever, brother. Um, uh, Tennessee Jr. says Jay Wright scores that first touchdown. He doesn't speaking of Jalen Wright, he does not have a touchdown on the year so far. That's kind of crazy. Uh, Chris says that it's Brew Alpha Man says Dylan Sampson scores the first touchdown. He's a he's a touchdown freak, man. He, yeah. he, when he's in the game, he, he's either gonna get 40 yards. Or he's going to score a touchdown. Right here, Dylan Elam says, most of our secondary are overclassmen. SC has a lot of young guys in the secondary. I expect some busted coverages. I true, I true, Dylan Elam, D. Williams, opening kickoff. Boy, hey, yo. It's over. I'm going <laughs> The game's over. Like, y'all can leave. Everybody can turn the game off because Tennessee won. I promise. <laughs> we won. Okay. Um, here we go right here. Alex Gibbs says Dante Thornton's coming out party. First play bomb. I would agree with you, but we all know that they're rolling squirrel white out there first. 
<laughs> and you know what? On, on on that right there, you know the reason I asked. We all we all know Caleb Webb's gonna start. If if Ramel Keaton can't go, we all know Caleb Webb's gonna start. But man, yeah, I think Dante would is a much better fit for outside. Call me crazy. Maybe. Put him on the outside and say run a nine. <laughs> you get man coverage on him. I mean, my. oh, it's over. It's but over. I'm, I'm gonna say Joe. I'm gonna say Joe runs one in. I like it. I like it. I like it. For me, uh, I, I'm going to go kind of a different route, believe it or not. I'm going to say Jacob Warren gets a little tight end hot route right there uh, in the end zone. I know they like to use the tight ends once they get down there. So uh, Jacob Warren's been kind of quiet since that Virginia game. So um, if, if this happens too, it's game over. If Danico, if Danico Slaughter catches a pick six, it's game Y'all can leave again. Turn the TV off. You can go to sleep. Get ready for church. Whatever you're doing on Sunday, get ready. Just go to sleep because the game's over. You're gonna wake up and be like, ah, they did it. <laughs> oh man, y'all. Thank y'all for tapping in. But go ahead, turn. You had something else. You were about to say something. I don't know what I was about to say. <laughs> y'all, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I agree with you here, Dylan. A little bit, man. I take castles off. Castles is so athletic. But Jacob Warren is the better guy. He has – man, Jacob Warren don't drop football. I'll say that. He does not drop the football. Um, he, he he definitely is a little bit more aware of the football field because um, he's been there with Tennessee for some time. But Castles is a great athlete, bro. And he's going to go to the NFL for sure. I think Castles is a he, – oh. he's such – he's so dynamic in the past game, but he's run block and he's very athletic. And he needed to come to somewhere – like he needed to come to somewhere like Tennessee to get to show everybody like, hey, I can do it in the league, and to prove it to himself a little bit. I think yeah. you know, like I'm really like that. So I'm telling um, you, that would be nasty. That would be nasty. Squirrel and Thornton out there together. I know too much speed, too much speed, and we shall see, man. Y'all already know though. Big week ahead, man. We will be back on Wednesday for the midweek chat. That video will be out early Wednesday morning. So whether you're driving in your car, you're at lunch, whatever you're doing, you can tap into the midweek chat. This is where we'll do pump the gas or hit the brakes. If you've never been a part of pump the gas, hit the brakes, what we need you to do is wait until the video, this live show post, go back onto the show and comment some questions for pump the gas or hit the brakes. What we mean by some questions is pump in some things like, what do you think? What are some expectations you have that we might say, oh, I'm going to pump the gas on that. I think that that's true. Or oh, I'm going to hit the brakes. Like, let's slow down on that a little bit. Throw a couple of them in there. We'll use them um, on Wednesday for our midweek chat. And then Friday, man, it's the one more day episode where we'll have our three keys to victory, final score predictions, and who is the offensive and defensive playmakers of the game. Taco Bar on Saturday. Shout out, Chris. Chris. Hit, hey, Chris, follow me on Instagram, AJ Rucker, because I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. So hit me up, AJ Rucker underscore, and we're going to talk. I need the address. I need to know if I can park and uh, bless me for a minute. Can't wait to see you. First of all, can't wait to dap you up, give you a hug, and, and, and tell you. And we can talk all about Turner. I'll tell you his deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, y'all, y'all know we be cutting up, man. But listen, y'all, we'll be back again, like I said, Wednesday. The One More Day show is Friday. Going to be an amazing weekend, man. We're also going to be doing a live show uh, at the tailgate on Saturday. So it's going to be a really, really cool tap in with us there as well. 
Uh, but for my dog, Turn Man, it's your boy, Ruck, in the building. We love you guys. We appreciate the love and support. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit the bell notification uh, so you never miss a video and you don't miss the midweek chat. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. But anyways, we will be back on Wednesday. Y'all have a great rest of your Monday night. Have a great Tuesday and tap in with your boys on Wednesday. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. We'll see you on the other side.